guys, welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I am your host, 65 Lokes, and this is episode number 150 with my guest, Pablo, also known on Instagram as one-to-one scale Pablo. Let's go right ahead and get things started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, Edgar. Hey, doing? hey, what's up, Pablo? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, you How know. You yeah, I'm doing well. You know, uh, lately I've been um, I've been staying pretty active, actually, like building uh, my models. Um, I've been transitioning into the carbon fiber by uh, uh. Scale Motorsport. So it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, kind of you know, tricky and and nerve wracking at the same time. But once I'm starting to see some results, it's like very satisfying. Yeah, that's that's a whole other skill that I haven't even even touched on. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even ready for that. <laughs> no, right. On. How, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. You know, I've been um, recently. I got a little like spurt of motivation, and I've been building. But like the last year has been really hard to get motivated to build, man. Really, um, like for all, I was building at one point. I was a couple of years ago. I was building like one a month, and like last year, I think I finished four all year with that. And I think I barely squeezed in the fourth one at the end of the year. You know, that kind of thing. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, man. that It's crazy. Like that, you know, going from once a month and then all of a sudden to just like four in a year. And it's like, man, I want to get back into it. Um, you, I saw that you just attended the Grand National Roadster Show. And uh, yeah. how was that? Like, did you find, do you feel like you found some motivation there being at the show? You know, it's funny. It's, um, I mean, yeah, there's like some incredible uh, reference material there, you know, <laughs> it's like anything, because a lot of the scale car stuff, anything that, that, this, that the full size car customizers do is being done in scale. You know, it's true for low riders, you know, it's true for, um, for customs, it's true for um, street rods, it's true for anything. And you go to a show like that, and you see the the depth of the talent and the sh- and and just the creativity that goes on with how people are doing full size cars. It's it's mind blowing. I mean, it really is. It's it's just spectacular to see in you know in person. Funny thing too is I saw a couple cars there that I've seen in scale. <laughs> the first, you know first time i saw him at scale and i was like oh wait i've seen that before you know it's like, wait, that's a full-size one that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool i i was uh i wasn't able to go to that show and i regret not going because i start to see you know more and more photos of the coverage of the event and it, i just get to see man i missed out on seeing a lot of that and i feel like this year they kind of like went all out with more cars it seems mm-hmm. like because I've gone to um, some previous years and I don't know, I just remember not seeing so many cars. And even with lowriders, they were very strict on like, we're only going to uh, let a couple car clubs be here. And this mm. other section is like the custom car area. Everything was like, it seemed kind of toned down. And I don't know if it has anything to do with maybe last year, them not having the event or what was going on that this year they just went all out and it and it seems like there was like a lot of people in attendance you know that wouldn't surprise me i mean i i can't speak to that because it's the first time i've ever gone and so you know for me it was like a whole new experience but you know i've noticed in in some of the recent competitions like like 
model contest I've gone to that there is a lot of work. You know, uh, I uh, I went to IPMS this year, uh, first time also, and you know, because it was it wasn't that far away, and it really gave me an opportunity to see, um, you know, kind of what people were building, you know, kind of on a national level, and you know, just see what what people were doing, and. It, it, the same thing happened at IPMS. Like, you know, there haven't been shows for a couple of years. And so people were showing up with just so many more models and they, they were, I mean, they were really pretty excited about how many models they had, they had at that show, but they were just like, Oh my God, like there's so many. And, you know, cause everyone had essentially, you know, everyone's been sitting at home building. And so everyone had two years, two, two and a half years worth of, projects to show and you know including us you know even um you know we went to our, our local club meet um my son and i the other day last month you know it was one of the first ones they'd had in you know two years whatever and they were just like oh my god like they needed extra tables because everyone was bringing all their projects and it's you know it was great and i just i i, I wish i would have been able to get motivated through all of last year you know because because of all the extra time we had just kind of you know not going out and hanging out and I just, I couldn't get motivated, but I got, um, you know, for, for me to get motivated, a lot of times it's just like one little detail, right? Like if I find some little thing that I, that just blows me away about a specific car or, or whatever subject I'm building, then I get, I get super excited, you know, and, and, um, you know, that the Riviera that I did, um, a couple of years back, uh, for the dedicated show. That one, you know, I started, you know, same thing I do every time. I kind of just start pulling up a bunch of images on Google, just trying to get to know the car. Um, you know, I do a lot of weathering, so I got to know how, how they weather, what they look like at the junkyard, stuff like that. And I came across these pictures of that door skid missing, which is a thing with, you know, kind of specific to Rivieras. And I just thought, oh, my God, I have to build that. And so I just built kind of in my head. I designed the whole build around that one detail. And that's kind of how I work in general and i and i haven't been that motivated about anything specific you know it's like ah i can you know how many times can i weather a car <laughs> you know? no yeah it, it, it's crazy because it's even like the one of your builds the 1965 ford the uh, service truck mm -hmm. you know yeah. i was looking at that and i mean the the images that you share everything from like the bottom of the car with the brake lines all that engine detail and then mm. leading up to all that weathering, I mean, it, it looks like there's just a lot of work involved and like a lot a, a lot of detail that looks like very attractive to see. I mean, mm. I can't I can't do that myself. I I I really don't know weathering. You know, it's not really mm -hmm. like my department. I never done it. And one like I remember one time my friends were like, "Oh, let's try it," but dude, it was like tough. Like I was like, I don't I don't know if I could even do this. You know, but. <laughs> Um, how long did it take you to, for that build, the 1965 to, to get that, uh, completed? I'll tell you, it was a quick build. I finished it and my son would say it's not finished yet because we have some, I have some bottles and, and stuff to put inside the service bed. Um, and I've got to paint those, but basically I did it in five weeks and that's, that's a pretty quick for me even, uh, especially given all that detail. I mean, you know, granted, I started with a great kit. Like the the Mobius models kits are just fantastic. You know, they, they've got such great detail. 
they're molded really well um you know they're fairly accurate and they fit amazing so you know like in terms of prep and stuff there's there's a lot already you know I'm, i'm a step ahead already but that was one of those builds where you know i i won that uh in um a giveaway it was a, a i don't even think i paid for a raffle ticket i think it was just a giveaway and um and i got it. i'm like oh this is cool you know so what i do every time i get a new kid like just kind of like start start collecting images right like you know google service truck google ford service truck google you know junkyard service truck whatever you know and and i just start going through these pictures and i came across this sears service truck which it was it was the newer generation truck so it wasn't a, this isn't an exact replica, but I came across it and, you know, there's something about like the blue paint and the faded Sears logo and, and the way the bed had, had weathered differently than the cab and, and that the cab was still fairly well, it was just kind of faded. And I thought, wow, that's a great opportunity. And then there was like some opportunity for scratch building because it had a lift gate. And I thought, oh man, this, this could be really fun. And like all of a sudden I got super excited and like I cracked that, like the, min- the minute I got it in hand i cracked it open i just started started going at it and it just it just kept going you know and and it's funny because the detail thing like it's not hard to add detail i think it's you just need a little bit of patience Uh, i think a couple of the right tools are important you know which which now that i've gotten some of the tools and, and you know it's gotten easier and and just like an eye for detail right like you just have to have an eye for it and i think a lot of it is like you either have that eye or you don't. Like for me, the the reason I started kind of scratch building as part of my builds, because, you know, bef- before this one build, I used to build out of the box, just rattle can paint jobs. Um, you know, just for me, it was just kind of spending time with my kids. And and then, of course, you know, my kids started building really well. They went so I took them to a, to a contest and they did really well. And and. I saw what people were doing. I was like, oh my God, this is mind blowing. And so I started to look, right? And just like, just observing things and, you know, looking at actual cars, like like at at the uh, the Roadster show, it was great because I could see how people are doing things, how how systems were routed, how the wiring was done, how this kind of stuff was done. And, and you know, thinking like, how can I do that with the things I have? You know, like um, on the service truck, you know, I've got the brake lines, but I also have the the brake, the the um, what is it? The emergency brake cables, right? Because I've got like guitar strings I had from something else. I don't play guitar. I just had them for something else. That's cool. And, and you know, like <laughs> oh, I could use these for something. You know, it's like. And then I was like, oh my god, they look like the coils. You know, they look like the right. They were the right scale and the right texture for that. And I thought, I wonder if I can make that work. And it's like, yeah, let's see if it'll work. And you know, for me, every build is kind of like um is like a practice for the next one right like i don't i don't i never think of any bill any one bill as being so precious that way you know that that i'm not afraid to mess it up you know like you know i don't i can tell you not one of my builds has ever come out the way i thought it was <laughs> the way i thought it would when i started like it's, it's like i have to like you know improvise as i go a little bit it's like oh crap that didn't quite work out like okay we can do it this way instead or you know or or or, or i didn't have the skill to do pull something off you know or or i was going after you know there are a couple of times when i was going after such a small detail that i really should have been doing it in brass i couldn't do it in sirene and, and i you know like all right i'm out like <laughs> i just can't <laughs> yeah 
that, that's pretty cool though like having that mentality you know building it learning from it and then for the next one for the next and and keep oh, going yeah. from there as far as um like your building time wh when do you find the time to build is it at night or do you have time in the early morning yeah i do it all at night like i you know i get home from from work well I should say I turn off my computer and get up <laughs> I'm at home and like, like most of us and, um, you know, do dinner or whatever, and then sit down and work. And, uh, and then I'll work with Leo, you know, my son, um, and he builds and, you know, we have tables next to each other. And so we work together, which is awesome. And then, um, we'll, you know, eventually he'll go to bed and I'm, I'm a total insomniac. So I'll stay up you know, till, uh, I don't know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, usually sometimes two, you can always tell by what time I post on Instagram. <laughs> I'm usually like, all right, I'm done for the day. Let's see what progress. That's it. <laughs> well, Pablo's posting at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, it's it's always late at night, late at night. And and I, I just don't get much sleep. And, uh, and it's almost always late at night. Sometimes I can sneak some in at lunch. You know, now that I'm here at home, working from home, um it's like oh i can i've got a break i can you know get one this one thing done sometimes there's something i want to do when my wife's not here because you know i don't know if you've, you've seen my posts on on my workshop but but we work in the living room yeah you know, you know that, that was uh that was something <laughs> i wanted to bring up as far as like that location is that the living room or is it the kitchen you know like the dining oh, room yeah. area it um, is it is legit in the middle of my living room right on it's you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, my wife, my wife goes to bed early. And so she'd go to bed and, you know, she'd wake up like middle of the night, go to the bathroom. She'd come out and, and I would have like the entire, like the, the entire kitchen table would just be <laughs> covered with crap and, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, you know, cause I just lay everything out and I'd like my Dremel and sawdust there, you know, just the sand and everything everywhere. It's just a mess. And then she'd wake up in the morning, it'd be all cleaned up, you know? And, uh, and so finally she just kind of gave up on it, uh, especially when the boys started to, to build too. Mm -hmm. And we took, we took our living room and, you know, we don't have a big place, but we took our living room and we took, um, we took a couple of the chairs, we have, you know, sofa and chairs and we took a couple of chairs, put them in one of the bedrooms, moved the sofa over and then she got, you know, three folding tables and we put them up in, in the back, back half of the living room. And then, and then I set up an air, air spray, air, um, an air, um, a spray booth for airbrushing, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's in the living room, you know, <laughs> with compressors in the living room. So sometimes I try and be sensitive to my wife. She doesn't like the, the, the um, air compressor sound. And I bought one with a tank, so it's not so bad, but, mm -hmm. you know, she's, and she's sensitive to the smell, you know, so even, even venting it out. Um, even with acrylics, she can, she's really sensitive to it. So sometimes I try and sneak some work in at lunch, but yeah, I mean, I'm, we're totally like right in the middle of the living room. So when we're just building and there's no, not a lot of, you know, um, painting or, you know, fumes and stuff, then my wife will hang out with us and, and Leo and I have tables next to each other. And, you know, he's, I mean, he's now he's 14. He's been building for like seven, seven years. Man, and oh my that's God. awesome. Yeah. Dude, dude, I wish I, I wish I had his eyes. Cause <laughs> yeah. Yes, yesterday he was he's working on a hundred scale tank, like it's a some war, war gaming you know piece, but he's building a tank scale tank out of it, and he was like making like hatch hinges. I was like, dude, I, I lose parts bigger than that, you know. Dang, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you know, th th 
that's something I want I wanted to ask you, like to bring up for the listeners out there, because mm-hmm. on Instagram, um, you know, you're one to one skill Pablo, and then you have mm-hmm. your two sons, and mm-hmm. they each have their Instagram account. And I mean, you guys collectively um are you guys call yourselves one to one scale family and also yeah. y- use that as the hashtag. And I mean, it, it, it's awesome, you know, it's, and I feel like it's a very unique uh, relationship because like here in uh, Southern California, all the, the events that I've gone, different modelers that I've met and seen on Instagram and on Facebook, you know, it's very rare um, that it's like the, the family is involved, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times, um, you know, it's like, for example, like my parents... I mean, they don't build models or anything when I was younger, but they supported me, you know, with Mm -hmm. whatever I can get. All right, cool. And like having that kind of support, it gives you that confidence. So I can only imagine Mm -hmm. like you guys as a team, you know, and then you as their father, you know, working with them, this is helping them, you know, learn a lot of skills and and be very confident as to, you know, especially with modeling, it teaches us so much mm-hmm. when we re- we reach like a little problem or there's a little task, how to mm-hmm. how to like overcome it and how to, you know, get some success out of it. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's I really um, I have to tell you, I, I it's not lost on me. Like, I really appreciate this time that I have with them. And 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 you're absolutely right. It's you know, there aren't that many kids that build anymore. You know, they're all into video games. And, and it's really, really special time. And I'll tell you, I've learned a lot from Leo, right? Because Leo, you know, um, now he's 14, but you know, two years ago, when he was 10, 12, when he was 11, he would come up with an idea. And I'd be like, what, what, what? Like, you can't do that. What, what, like, you don't, in my head, I'm like, you don't have the skill to do that. You've never done that before. And I'm like, well, how, how do you plan on doing that? He's like, I don't know. You know, like he's just, but but it doesn't stop him. Yeah, right. So he's just he's gonna do it. He's gonna go and he's gonna figure it out. I mean, there was one build. He um he he took a '67 Mustang fastback, and he cut it in half. He cut the back half off, and he turned the front half into a cab for a tow truck, a flatbed tow truck, and he and he built a a Shelby Cobra to um to put on the on the bed of the and so you know first of all i'm like oh my god you can't cut a mustang in half what are you crazy like and i was like wait wait a minute it's just a model it's fine you know like this is all the conversation i'm having in my head right and but he was just like i'm just like well how are you gonna do that how are you gonna do this? i'm like I don't, he's like i don't know i'll figure it out and he's like you know he researches how they work you know the the whole truck bed he figured out how they work and and um and just did it and i thought man that is like there's no like self-censorship there there's no like doubt you know, mm-hmm. as an adult, we we censor ourselves a lot. It's like, well, I can't really do that. No, I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to try it because I don't know how. And I thought, what an amazing thing to not have is to not have that filter that says I can't do that. Yeah, you know? like that. It it that reminds me because I have a, a daughter. She's not even two yet, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like when kids are that small, they're like sometimes they're fearless on things yeah. that you're like, hey, you know, hold on, you're gonna fall. <laughs> Well, there's a gap right there. Watch out. And they're just going, going for it. And, you know, until something happens. But for the moment, they're just like fearless. And it's yeah. it's kind of the same like that filter. You're right. Because, you know, it's it's like we yeah. need to take that, that filter away. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when you think about it, I mean, it's not like 
it's not like it's not life and death, right? Like it's not like someone's going to die if you make a wrong choice or if you make a wrong, you know, do something wrong or if you screw it up. You know, it's like it's a plastic model, right? Like some some of them might be expensive, but that ultimately they're not really that expensive, right? You screw one up, you can get another one, right? And so it's like, why not just do it? You know, why why not just try? And it's like that's why I got this attitude of like everyone's a practice, you know, because it's like, you know, what, what what if I do screw it up, you know? What if I kind of get in over my head and, and try something I've never tried before and then I screw it up? Well, I learned something, right? It's like, well, that might be not not the right way to do it. And like ask a few questions, you know, hey, you've done that. How did you do it? You know? And and it's great. It's like that's the one thing I've learned from my kids. It's just like, wow, like you guys, like it's not like it's not too much work, you know, when they get excited about an idea, it's not too much work. And you just figure it out. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't I don't have the skill. Like like, you know, when when I started, um, I've been kind of toying with, um, well, I don't want to say that I do it because I'm shitty at it, but um, do it like, you know, uh, low rider patterns, right? Like, ah, oh, that looks so awesome. And it's so much work, but it looks so awesome when it's done. And I thought, oh, I was going to try that. And it was one of those things where like, well, why don't I try it? You know, like what could, like, I can always just strip it and repaint it. Like, you know, so what if I screw it up? Yeah. And, you know, and I tried one. It was, I did a super easy one and just one color, whatever. But I was like, wow. You know, like when it's done, I was like, holy crap, it looks really great. You know, <laughs> no, I, you yeah, know that's dope. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 a lot of fun building with them. And and for me also, you know, I got them and I, I started building because of them, really. I mean, like most people my age, I, you know, I, I was building models when I was like 10, 11, you know, back in like 1977, my, my parents, they didn't build like yours, but you know, they bought me models and it kept me in the house and kept me from getting in trouble. And, you know, I built a bunch of models, but you know, I built glue bombs. I mean, they were shit. right? <laughs> like, like, so, you know, that doesn't, I don't even think that counts, but um, you know, uh, you know, seven years ago or so, my kids were starting to play a lot of um, like strategy war video games. I think it was like War or World of Tanks. I think was one of them. I can't remember. There were there were a few of them, and so and they were getting. And it was like all all day. Like they were just like consumed by it. And so I I actually got an idea. There used to be a, a hobby shop nearby uh, in here in Santa Monica, and and I went and I got like you know they were they were doing a tank game. So I got a tank model that they were playing with in the in the game right and so it was like here's a real one you can build and um and so that's how it started you know like they like they started building and i you know i was like don't paint it just you know we'll just glue it together and and i so i i was like oh, i'll do one too and i started building next to them and then i thought well you know i don't like tanks I'll, i like cars then and so I'm like okay so i started building a car and they're like oh i like the car too and and they kind of piqued their interest and and you know, luckily they they took to it, and they didn't take to it right away. But you know, I kept building; they would build sometimes, and then eventually, like there was one point where we were building together all the time, and that was just like super, super precious time. You know, yeah, as a dad, cool. was like, wow, you know. And you know, for me, you know, with Hugo, um, he's 19 now, and he's off at college. But he, you know, when he was here home, you know, he was 16, and he was like hanging out with us, you know, building. And I thought. You know, I used to joke to my friends, like, I've got a teenager that wants to hang out with me. Like, like I don't care how much money I spend at the hobby shop. You know, it's like, my wife's like, oh, my, you went to the hobby shop again? I'm like, yeah. I was like, 
how much did you spend? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, this is like, I'm going to spend as much as it takes. So I keep hanging out with my kids. Yeah. Right. And that's a, that's like a pretty valid excuse too. Like, <laughs> to spend. Yeah. I need more kids, honey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. I, I had a friend who, um, you know, I would, he, he was like a, a collector of Mar- like Marvel figures and other like figurine toys. And mm-hmm. um, whenever I would hang out with them, he, we would stop by the store or we would go to Target and he'd be like, oh, let's go to the toy section. I'm like, mm-hmm. for real, you want to go check it out? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I just want to see like, you know, what what's there. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool, let's go. And then he would find something he was looking for. He's like, oh, cool, I'm going to grab this, 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 this. And, um, and I already knew he had some. And, yeah. But he would be like, oh, you know, I'm going to get this one for my daughter. So I'm going to give this one to her. But I'm like, dude, your daughter's not even into that. Like, she's super young. She's not even into that. And then his next thing would be like, no, but I'm going to save it for her. And I told him, dude, you don't got to explain to me. It's all good. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. if you want to buy it, buy it. You know, if you want to collect it, it's all good. But it, exactly. but it was just funny. And then I started to think about that. Like, man, later I'm going to be in a position like that. You know, telling yeah. my, my fiance, oh, oh yeah, it's for, it's it's for her, it's for her daughter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Man. It's you know what it's, but you you know you have to have a hobby, right? I you have do. Too many, I agree. Right? But you have to have you have to have a time, especially when you're when you have a family. You have to have a time. I mean, this was even before before the whole COVID thing. Like you had to take care of yourself. You had to have a time where you had your own thing. You know, like I don't have hobbies I share with my wife. Because I see my wife plenty, right? Like we mm-hmm. have a whole life together. Uh, you know, I have this, I have this thing that I do, that's mine, right? And she has her thing too, and it's it's a great time. We we connect with our other friends, and and then you know, so we have this like more rich, more full life. And you need those kinds of things. So whatever it is, you know, my, my wife jokes I've that all of my hobbies involve wheels, though. So that that's a problem. But you have to have you know your own kind of hobbies, and so you know, like everything costs money. You're going to spend money going to the gym. You're going to spend money doing whatever. It's like, you know, I could be doing drugs or I could be, you know, building models. It's like, yep. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You know? Yeah. It, and I do. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, it's true. I I agree with you right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, it's interesting to me when, when people think about hobbies, like, Oh, I have to get, you know, I have to like, check with my wife and like you know to a certain degree i don't and i do right like you know she i obviously can't go spending all kinds of money and i don't you know um but it's the kind of thing where you know she she goes to the gym and she does her things and you know that costs a little bit of money and my models cost a little bit of money it's like you know this is a a good life together and 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 then luckily these models allow me to spend time with my kids and you know she's like well you're lucky you're lucky that you know you've you've got this guy thing that you know that we've got boys or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? And this is advice to you, Edgar. <laughs> Unsolicited parenting <laughs> advice. It's like, you know what? If we had had girls and they were into tea parties, then I would be into tea parties. Right? Yeah. Because because mm-hmm. you're into what they're into. Because that's how you spend time with them. You know, yes. and that's how you engage with them, and that's how you get a relationship that when when they get older. And they get, um, you know, and they start getting teenage years and they start getting kind of, you know, feisty and, and, you know, they, they want to like, you know, make their own road and, you know, kind of, you know, go against you or whatever, you know, it's like, 
you've got that really strong family relationship so that you can talk things out and, and everything becomes much more manageable, I think. Yeah. You know, because you, cause you have that. No, yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like I'd probably uh, try to go the extra mile, like, hey, you want to go to a convention? Like, let's look yeah. if there's any conventions <laughs> for what you're into, you know? I probably, yeah. I probably would want to do something like that. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, the stuff you're saying, I feel like we have some stuff in common because, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I'm working from home as well. You know, before uh, my baby was born, you know, I still mm-hmm. work for my parents. They own a flower shop, but I was, like, commuting every day. And then, mm-hmm. you know, once, you know, we found out, oh, we're going to have a baby, and then all of a sudden, you know, pandemic hits and everything. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I got to work from home. But I also have to, like, take care of my family because we have a baby on the way. And then, yeah. I mean, I was I was building, but then I stopped. I think once you, uh, we were, like, three months knowing that mm-hmm. we were going to have a baby, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to put away paints, everything away from the house because I was very mm-hmm. paranoid of her, like, smelling paint or just yeah. having rattle cans, like, chilling somewhere. I was very paranoid about that. So then... Yeah. Fast forward to now, like I'm still working uh, from home, but and she is as well. So it's like our relationship, like we see each other all the time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she does go to the gym too. She does that part. <laughs> and then, you know, she tells me, man, you got your hobbies and stuff. And I mean, she's got some stuff she's into as well with music and collecting mm-hmm. records and all that. Mm-hmm. But but it's kind of like um, I like... I, I'm always like doing the kind of the same thing, like or I embrace what I'm into. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And like even my daughter is starting to see like now, like I'm starting to show her, oh look, cars and stuff. And next yeah. thing you know, I'm like, Oh, I got your hot wheel, you know? And um and and she's kinda like tripping out, like, What what the heck? And then uh-uh. now that um, you know, like once the baby goes to sleep, it's like seven or eight, she's 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 asleep too. So I'm like Yeah all right, cool. I got all these hours now. Before it wasn't like that. You know, the baby's always waking up and stuff and how to put yep. her to sleep. But now I have like some time. So I'm like, now I could build again. And I'm just from seeing everybody building their stuff. I'm like super amped, you know? And yeah. and I'm just like, you know what that attitude is like, well, what's holding me back? You know, I, like it's only myself. <laughs> like I need to get into it again. You know, like I was, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still a responsible person, but I think I was being like overly responsible. That Yeah. Well, you know, you, you don't know it's your first kid and you know, you're, you're kind of like figuring it out as you go along and you're being extra cautious. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I don't, you know, now I, it feels, everything just feels right. Like things are coming together as far as like me having my time, uh, working on my builds. And then once I'm done, you know, like the same like you, it's like either one in the morning or so. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I got to go to sleep. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to be, I got to be up in the morning. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. It's like, even today, um, I was, um, I was on my, on my laptop working from home, just like waiting for, for calls to come in. And it was mm-hmm. like slow, like nothing was going on, but on, it's like in one chair, I'm sitting down with the laptop and then the chair next to it, I have set up my cutting mat and I had everything laid out to, uh, work on the carbon fiber. And, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm like, like no one knows. I, I'm by myself right here, and you know, in the kitchen, I could do it. So I started yeah. like doing it and stuff, and little by little, um, just trying to get in whatever I can at that moment. And then I was like, all right, I gotta chill. I got, I gotta, yeah, you know, be on standby again. But it felt good just to like, you know, 
uh, be a little productive at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's one of the nice things that's come out of, you know, one of the few nice things that's come out of this whole COVID situation is that, you know, people have, uh, uh, across the board, people have kind of reassessed, you know, their kind of quality of life. You know, I, I work, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, what is it, 12, 14 miles away. I mean, you know, working downtown LA and, you know, it's a commute. And, I'm, and you know, a lot of people that work at the office, they, they commute even further than I do. And, and now they've been working from home. They're like, this is awesome. You know, like, you know, it's like I got like a couple hours of my day back and, and it's great. And so that's the exact kind of thing. It's like, you can now, you have a little more control over your day. You can like, you can split your day up because I know, you know, I might, I might be checking emails and doing a little bit of work at nine o'clock at night. And, but I also know that, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, I may have a, a break and I may need, you know, to refresh my brain a little bit and I'll go and I'll tinker a little bit with, with the models, just like you did, you know, and it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it, it doesn't, the bad part of that is it doesn't separate you from work as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that you're, you know, that it's kind of blended now, you know, work and home. Um, it's really hard to make that kind of distinction, you know, like more recently, I've been going into the office a couple times a week um, just to just to get back into the rhythm of going back in because they're going to start mandating it soon. And um, and also just to collaborate with you know people on my team and stuff. And and it was, it's nice, you know, like I, I get in, focus, you know, head down, do my work and then I get out and I'm done. And it's like, wow, this is like it's a nice little break. And then, you know, that that one hour commute that I have, you know, I, you know, I don't sit in the in freeway traffic. I just take, um, I actually ride my bike and I just take, you know, um, a little bike path. And it's just like, ah, it's, it's, it's kind of relaxing a little, in a way. And it's a really nice break. So that's, but it, but that, you know, having that kind of flexibility to like, Oh, you know, I just, I'm going to spend 20 minutes and just do this little thing. You know, that's, that's awesome. And I love that. No. Yeah, it is. I, I remember there was a time <laughs> where, I would bring some builds to the to the flower shop, and I'd be in the in the. I have them in the back, and my dad was cool with it. He never told me nothing, but you know, if it was like kind of slow or nobody, or even just nobody walking in, um, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I need I need a primer this real quick, and then I'd go back there and like shoot some primer, and then put the stuff away. And even before that, like when I before I was airbrushing, I was just doing rattle can, and yeah. and yeah, I remember um, like spraying like rattle can paint out there. And then just bringing these like plastic containers to like conceal it, so this way it dries. And I'm thinking like, all right, I sprayed it in the morning. By the time I get out of work, you know, it'll be good to go. I could transfer it in the car, and all that. <laughs> so I, I've always tried to do something to adapt to what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, once when I was gonna when I found out, oh, we're gonna have a baby, I was like, all right, everything's gonna like gonna shut down for a bit, and then we'll get yeah. this going again later. But yeah, but I things mean, are things are good now though. I mean, if anything, I feel like what we need more now is more shows. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and th- like the one that you went to, like the Grand National Roadster show. Would you say that's probably because they canceled NNL West? Like this is like that was probably like the first show of the year for for model it, cars. Even though you know, because it's a Roadster show for one on one scale, but then they had. Did Did you bring? You brought your cars right to that. To the mall I brought, show? Yeah, 
Yeah, I brought I didn't bring a bunch of stuff, but um because they were talking about it's a it's a really small setup, you know, so it's not a huge show there. And um and you know, I I was talking I was asking questions to um to Rusty, the one of the organizers, and and he was saying, you know, it's like we're we're limiting it to five, five models per person because we don't have a lot of space. I'm like, okay, so Leo and I didn't bring a lot of stuff. Um and last minute they changed it and they 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 found more space and they they said you could bring as many as you wanted but we had already decided you know it's like uh we just bring a few and, and so we we brought some and i want to i, I want to say that there was one a month or two ago that we went to where was that it was like in san diego i can't remember but but yeah i mean it, it feels good to be at shows again and and they were like all of a sudden this year like they're all over the calendar and then then they get canceled and then west got canceled postponed although i think they they canceled the second date they gave just the other day i can't remember they were it was like june 11th or something and i heard that that was canceled again man i don't know yeah, that, yeah that's gonna be kind of yeah it's gonna be kind of tricky to get that one up and going because even uh, for some people that, you know, were already set to come out in January, like one of my friends, uh, Dennis Matthews came out and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had already planned a trip for NNL West and later he's like, you know what, I got canceled, but I'm still going to go because everything's booked up. I'll just make it like a California trip. Like I'll go sightseeing and yeah. uh, check things out. And I met up with them, you know, we kicked it for a bit, said what's up and then, uh, but he was, you know, he was doing his own thing. So it was cool, but I mean, some other people probably couldn't even do that. They probably had to cancel and you know had to eat up the fees or something with that cancellation. Yeah, yeah that sucked. And and you know, we were looking forward to um, a few of the shows that are coming up that all got canceled now, and it's a bummer. I mean, was it? Um, oh God, I can't. I can't been up too long. I can't remember. I can't think of the names. But there was there was two of them that got canceled. Like ValleyCon, I think got canceled. Um, what was the other one that got canceled? Was it Screwfest got canceled? Dang, already yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, like a couple of the good ones were were um, have been canceled, and they didn't they haven't talked about postponing them, so that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one this weekend, not this weekend, um, end of February. Oh yeah, um, um, I was in a. Uh, is it Model Fest? Yeah, Model Fest. Yeah, so um, on that one, I have the flyer actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna just plug it right now. So the Model Fest mm-hmm. that's gonna be February 27th on a sunday and um it's there at the uh ventura fairgrounds in um in ventura and um i mean it's a show 8 30 to 3 so you know it's kind of the general uh the shows when they start around 8 30 or 9 and they go on till 3 so i mean i had posted uh part of the flyer and i mean there's a lot of different categories so it's not just cars it's Mm. a it's a nice little mix of you know aircraft military vehicles that are yeah. figures yeah. so um are you guys planning on coming out to that one yeah we're definitely going to that one cool and we'll bring a bunch we'll bring a bunch of our our, our projects to that one that's, awesome. a, that's a nice thing like i like going to the shows that have the military stuff and you know all the other stuff too mm-hmm. just because you know like you know going back to the weathering like the weathering stuff that all comes from the military guys you know like all the stuff i that i picked up you know, was from watching, you know, videos on YouTube from guys on how to weather tanks, you know, it's all the same techniques and, and you just kind of, you know, the, oh, that's the logic of why you do it this way. Okay. Then you apply that to a car and, 
it's you know it's there's no rocket science to it and i'm you know i'm not making any of it up i just like i just took an idea that i saw on youtube and it's great there's a couple of guys on youtube that that do it really really well and it's like you know you watch them and like oh man that's you know, it looks easy. Man, and that's it's, cool. Um, that's it's crazy because yeah. it's like uh, like last week I had interviewed a Dutch and he was mentioning that too about the military stuff. Man, <laughs> that's that's cool. That's I heard dope. that podcast. Yeah, he's, he's right. Those those guys those guys take their shit serious, man. I know it was funny when he was <laughs> yeah. telling me like how they're like asking him questions about you know the paint and like what they use. I was like, dang, like. I, I was, I yeah, was, yeah he, he's day. right. Like he, he's totally right. He's like, Hey, that, that camo never was on that tank with that, those markings. It was never in that war. Like they're like that, <laughs> like historians, like, they're totally, they're calling river counters. Mm, and it's, you know, right they, take, they take all the, they take all the joy out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, you know, who, who gives a shit about that stuff? It's like, you know, if, did I have fun building it? That's always my thing. Did I enjoy building it? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care. Like I take them to the shows and, it's great if you place, it's great if you win, you know, but that's not why I go. Right. Like I, I could care less. Like, it's great. Uh, I like being recognized. You know, I've, I've won some stuff, but ultimately I go and like hang out with the guys and check out the build. And, you know, you see them on, on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. And it's like, wow, those are great. Then you see them in person. You're like, Holy crap. Like, that's amazing. You know, like you see like the real thing. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like you really get a, you, you, you don't get a sense of it. in The photos never, yeah, and, no, it it is definitely different when you see it in person. No. Yeah, it's like well, first of all, you, you get a sense of how small it is, and, and like the difficulty of the detailing, right? And then the mm-hmm. paint, and like, and like, and all the stuff that you didn't really catch in the photos because the lighting or whatever. It's like wow, and you get really get a chance to study it. And then uh, you know the vendors are there, and you know we love the vendors because that's the best place to buy kits. And then and and aftermarket and all that stuff, and you know connect with the vendors and stuff, and then. And just to see all the other work, you know, even even when you go see the military stuff, you know, like we've, we've started doing military now, you know, because for me, it was like, you know, OK, 60s muscle car, I've weathered it. OK, next, like, oh, another 60s muscle car. I'm going to weather that one. OK, next. And it's like I got tired of doing that, you know, so I started looking at other things. And that's why I did those um, those couple of burned cars because mm-hmm. I, you know, ran across a video of like how to do a burned turret on a tank. It's like. Oh wow! I wonder if I could do that with a car. And then I was like, then all of a sudden my head starts spinning. It was like all the all the ideas for scratch building and and all the details. And it's like cool. And I tried it, and I was like, it came out alright. You know, not a great build, but it's kind of like catches your eye. You know, and that, that I like that part of it. It's unique. You know, it's the kind of thing that people don't just pass over right away. It makes people stop and look. You know, it's what keeps things interesting for me. So I did a few of those, and of course, you know. I like the weather so much that it was only, it was inevitable that I went into tanks. <laughs> and I started yeah. doing tanks, you know, and and you know I don't I don't again same thing. I look at stuff that's like kind of unique and one offs, and you know I don't want to do just like some random tank from from World War Two. It's kind of it. I like a good story, you know. I like a good story. So something that's unique that has a history, you know. I might I might find a picture of a of a of a Stug tank on its side sitting in a pool of water it's like oh that's it that'll make an interesting little base right so i'm like all right let's do that yeah that's pretty cool as far as like weathering um have you ever used or i don't know if you use the um like those tamiya those weathering kits there's like a b c d and then there's Mm -hmm. also like the ak interactive has like their weathering pencils 
um as as far as like the uh as like those two um on your experience um which ones would you say are are like by far like your favorite or or pretty cool to use well uh, i'll be honest i've used the tamiya weathering kits i've used one of those i have not used the weathering pencils the ak pencils the i i didn't have great results with with the tamiya um uh, weathering kit and and it's just me kind of being a perfectionist like i think i think someone can get good results with it mm-hmm. i think i think the key to weathering is the layering of the weathering techniques. That's when you really get a richness and a, and a, re- a realistic kind of weathering. And so that works great if it's part of like a couple of things you do. And for me, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I just never liked the look of it for some reason. And I can see it working really well, especially the, the, like the grays working on like a chassis of a car. Um, but I feel like it needs, other little bits of detail you know like when you look at you know because i've on every build i start I, I i look up you know chassis photos from the car like you know i've got like 100 f100 chassis photos you know because i want to see like what what goes rust what what stays kind of dark what stays black what you know how does how do the shocks look how and like all that stuff right like it d- does it cake up with dirt does it just you know all that stuff and so you know that look you can apply it and then you can do other things on top of it. And I think you have a really good results. Just if you're just going to use one product and you're going to do one of those two from the results that I've seen, I haven't used the pencils, but I, I would tend to use the pencils if I was going to use just one thing. Cause I think they're a little more versatile, right? Like you can apply them as a pencil. You can, you can um, thin them and wash them. Um, you know, so there, there's a couple of different effects you can get with them that i haven't seen anyone do with the tamiya kit mm, yeah so. yeah i you know i yeah i haven't used any of them that's why i, I was asking because mm-hmm. w- one of the things that uh catches my attention um that i want to do with one of the i'm working on a gtr and mm-hmm. on the exhaust tips i want to give them that burnt blue effect mm-hmm. on the tips and you yeah. know i'm just trying to do research i'm trying to see like um you know what's a recommended uh paint weathering should i airbrush mm-hmm. it or should i just because i know um to me it makes uh, one of those kits it's and it does have like a burnt blue um yeah and i've ne- i've never used it i i um i've looked around online and I, i've seen it online mm-hmm. but um i haven't really seen anybody using it so i'm, I'm kind of like still doing research on that yeah i I've seen a video of someone doing an exhaust, the burnt exhaust, like at the bends and, and at the tip, using the Tamiya uh, weathering kit, the blue, the, like the blue and yellow, or that's like a whole kit, I can't remember. Yes, but, I believe so, yeah, with the yellow. Right, and they got really great results. And I think like any tool, you know, if you if you practice with it and use it enough, you will get really good at it, right? And you'll And I'm sure that you can get really good results with it. And, you know, so I'm not, I'm not telling people, you know, I'm not telling you don't don't get it because it sucks. And I think that it's one of those things that, you know, like with anything, you can't expect to try it the first time and go, oh, that looks great. I'm I'm a pro. You <laughs> yeah, know, like I killed you know, it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you know, well, you will say that, 
you know, because it'll be like, this is awesome. I think it'll be so excited. And then, yeah. you know, you know, three three builds later, you'll be like, oh, that was shit. I'm doing so much better now. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like me with every build. <laughs> like, it's funny. Like, yeah. Because, um, you know, like the, the thing um, lately, what I've been doing is like, I'm at my desk and I'm working on the car. And I mean, I listen to music and stuff while I put on headphones. But then after a while, mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of want to see something. So I, I jump on YouTube and I, I just start typing in the car that I'm working on and mm-hmm. I'll put in like GTR. And then all of a sudden, all these like videos start popping up. And then I'm kind of <laughs> discovering that there's, that there's like a genre, there's like a genre of like music videos of, of just the car with instrumental music. And it's, oh it's like very, very <laughs> aggressive, like hip hop trap music <laughs> with a lot of bass and, and just synth sounds. And I'm like, damn Three like later. it's like yeah it's like 4k quality recorded like it just looks oh my god very very cinematic like you know and all the cars that they feature it's like very it makes it just look very beefy and aggressive like they're superheroes or something and then right. that's awesome you know i was looking at it and they focus a lot on those details like they show the exhaust tips and all this stuff and then even yeah. every time they accelerate flames come out and i'm like dang like <laughs> I want my car to look kind of used, not like brand new, like show car or whatever. And yeah. and I'm already, and even one of my friends was like, "Yo, are you gonna use uh, some Gundam boosters on the exhaust tips? Like glue them on there, so it's like the flames are shooting out." And I'm like, "Oh, nice. oh man, I don't mm-hmm. know." Now you got me thinking. I didn't even think about that. And right. but I don't know. It, it's like um, it, it's leading into other things now, <laughs> you know, and. Um, and I was like, man, I, I gotta ask you about that, about the weathering. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, you know, it's funny. It's it's you go down that rabbit hole of videos, and you know, you can. It's hours, hours. This is a total time suck, but it's great. I mean, it's you know, it's like it it gives you a break and whatever. But you know, you just never know where it's gonna lead you. You know, like one video leads to another. It's like oh, the, the related video or a suggested video, and all of a sudden you're like, like how did i get here and but it's all great stuff you know it's like it, it all comes back and informs what you're doing right you bring it back to the kit and then you 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 know you you apply it or it changes the way you look at it and it's and that's great and the weathering thing you know for me a lot of a lot of the weathering and and you know you can take a kit really far in weathering with some really basic basic tools right like with just you know apply, doing acrylic paints and you know with an airbrush you can get you know if you just pay attention you can get some really good looks in terms like you did, like i like daily drivers i don't like i like project cars and daily drivers you know i couldn't do a beautiful polished paint job to save my life but you know you look at how they look and it's like okay how does the chassis weather on this car well you know there's here i saw a video and a photo of it's kind of still black and it's got dirty this way and you can start to just layer it, the layering is a key like you start to layer you thin the paint really thin and you start to layer it on so that you get various colors of paint that start to build up on each other right and so they, there's a depth to it and so there's you know there's a little bit of, of difference in just spraying it buff you know and so it's just a matter of like, you know, you have to understand it's a, it's a layering process. Like, have you ever looked at one of my, you know, progress photos of one of my builds? It's like, I cover the entire car in like 10 different colors of rust and most of it never shows through, right? 
but I put it all down. And then when I start, when I put the, the color paint, the color coat on, you know, I might, um, my current favorite technique is, is hairspray. You know, I'll, um, seal the rust colors in with, with a flat. I'll spray the hairspray on two light coats and really mist coats and then paint the color on. And then, you know, as soon as the color dries, you take um, a brush, a, a kind of a fat brush, like half inch thick, half inch wide, and you just damp it with water and you just kind of wet the car, wet an area, work in an area, right? And you wet an area and then and then you start to work that area a little more and just brushing it around and, and putting a light pressure on it. And then, you know, within, you know, moments, you, you'll start to see some of the paint start to come off and then you can see where it's coming off quicker than others and then you can then you can kind of control like how you get it off and you know i say control there's some control but you know eventually it kind of takes its own path but you can then control how much you take off right and you know when the first one i did it was like you know woohoo look at me and it's so weathered and so it was like super like junkyard weathered right and every every build like Leo jokes that eventually I'm going to do a nice paint job because every one since has been like less and less weathering, like you know less rust and more like daily driver. Mm-hmm. You know, like the service truck is a perfect example. Like that one, the cab has very little rust on it. It's more just about kind of how I faded the paint. And you know, like you can get a lot of the kind of the you know what the tank guys call chipping, right? You you chip the paint, and there's a couple ways to do it. One of them is the hairspray, and that's basically like you're taking paint away, right? You you put the color on and you take it away. Um, and the other chipping method is applying it on top of the paint, right? So, like I'm doing with the with the F100 I'm building now, I didn't take any paint away. I didn't do that at all. Um, I'm actually just applying it on top of the uh, the color coat, and I'm doing it with you know a couple different methods. But the 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 one the main one I'm using is is I'm sponging it on. Right. So it's kind of like a version of dry brushing, but it's with a sponge. And so the texture of the sponge gives it, a, you know, picks it like hits the, the highlights and, and just leaves like dots of paint on the highlights. And you start building that up with different colors. And so it's, you know, it all, it all goes back to layering and just using your patience and and also seeing where the rust happens. Right. Like that's the, the one fault that I see the most when people weather. Uh, cars is they weather everything the same right mm, yeah and and when you really look at a car like unless you're looking at something in the junkyard like cars don't weather the same like the roofs weather the the leading edge of the roofs always weather more because they're they're being blasted by rain and you know whatever you know um the the art wheel arches always weather because they collect water and then they rust away right so if when you start looking at places where where things rust typically um, and then something gets dented and then that dent, you know, exposes the steel and then that rust kind of grows. So there's, you know, when you start to really observe how it happens, you start to apply it to the model in that same way. And, and you know, very strategic. I mean, the, the one I'm building now is is, is kind of a, a unique situation because and I do this with a lot of my builds. I find something and I copy it. Right. Like I did that little Porsche 356. Uh, recently where I, I uh, did weld beads and I put like a whole patch panel, different color patch panel on the front and um, had the rusty doors and it, the main body was red. And so I faded the top of the red. Um, so it looked kind of pink, but the, um, 
you know, the key with that one was that I had a picture of a car that looked exactly like that. Right. So I go, okay, it exists. It's there. How did they do this? And then I, and then I copy it. And so, you know, the reference images are the key to weathering, I think, right. Cause you want, you want something that looks realistic. And so, you know, there's something more realistic than looking at a car that's actually rusted that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, if you, you know, you can make it up, but you know, you have to have a sense of where things are going to rust, right. You know, the doors, the door, the bottom corners of doors rust because they collect water, you know, you know, you know, there's certain things that you just know and, and you look at a lot of photos and, and the, the F100 I'm building now, the, the blue and white one, that one, it, the body, not the whole thing, the body itself is a replica of my truck. Like I have a 69 F100. And so I'm looking, I go, well, the, you know, the bed did this and the bed did that and it's rusting here. And so, you know, a lot of it is just like restraint and, and observing like where, where things are rusting. Yeah. So do, do you um like, let's say, you know, you pop open a kit and you know, you're going to weather it. Do you ever also think about, all right, am I going to go with the weathering style of like a car that got rusted in the East coast versus like the West coast or, you know, di- in, like in different States, depending how the, like yeah. in Seattle or, you know, I, I don't do that so much. I, I do it more based on like the car, like the kit, like, like for me, like the kit wants to do something. Right? I, I get a kit and, and it feels like it wants to be super weathered or it feels like, you know, or, you know, like for me, like, I, like going back to earlier in our conversation, you know, there's always like one detail. Right. And so, for example, um, one of the ones like that, that Riviera was a cl- classic example, like, OK, why would a Riviera have its door missing? And then, you know, the, the internals of the door be rusted. OK, so why would that be? Well, you know, then you can start to create this whole story about why that would be. And then I ended up, you know, with a project car up on on uh, jack stands and missing a motor. And, you know, then I ended up detailing everything. And and that kind of spoke to me about how the rest of the car would be would be weathered. Um, you know, the, the service truck was one of those things where I didn't have an idea for it. And um, and I didn't want to, like, slam it and make a custom out of it. Um, you know, well, mainly because my son Leo had already done that, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and I try to avoid competing with him or doing something that, that you know, he can compare because I just don't want apples to apples, you know, because, you know, I'm older than him. So in theory, I, I should be better than him at some things. I'm not always. <laughs> but he, you know, I don't want a comparison, right? So I, so I thought, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. And then I came across that photo and I thought, perfect this is awesome. I'm going to build this, you know? So, and that one had a different kind of weathering than, um, than the, the Riviera. And, and sometimes it just, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's like, it's almost like the car, the kit, when I open it up, the kit tells me a story. Like it tells me what it wants to be in a little, in a way, Um, you know, I, I, or, or I have an idea and, and I think that that's the wrong kit for that idea. That that'll happen too. You know, I've been wanting to do a bare, a, a bare metal car, and and I, you know, I haven't been able to find a really good one. I, I'm doing one now for for a friend, um, which is a whole other story. But um, you know, but I, 
you know, like, oh, I've, I've got the Talladega I pulled out the other day. It's like, oh, I could do bare metal here. I'm like, that's not the right one for bare metal, you know? It's like, that's just not, that doesn't seem right. So it's a lot about like, I don't, I don't do geography, but I do like, what is, like, what does the car want to tell me? Like the, the GTX convertible is a great, a great example. Like that, I got that as a glue bomb and it was, you know, the convertible. And I thought, well, what could I do to make it interesting, to make it different? Right. And I thought, well, I'll scratch build the frame of the convertible top. That's a nice detail. You know, if I could pull that off, that'd be awesome. And then I built it. I thought, wow, this looks really great. And I thought, I can't cover this up. This is ridiculous. You know, it's like all this work. Like I can't, like, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to make an actual canvas top or whatever. Like, I can't do that. Uh, I want to show this off. It's like, well, how do I show it off? Why, like, under what circumstance would you see a car that had the convertible top frame with no, no fabric? And it was like, okay, it's a junkyard car. You know, it's a project car that someone's taking home. And, and that's where like, that's, that determined everything about the car. Like, okay, so I got to strip the car out and I made all the metal panels. So like, as if all the, all the upholstery had been taken out, um, you know, that's when I came up with the detail for the seats and, and, uh, the seats have holes and you see the springs and the foam and all that. I, I detailed all that, you know, so it's like every, every project kind of like has a story to tell for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also why, like, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm not a, a collector. I don't have a big stash, and and I've gotten I've gotten rid of, of a lot of mine because I you know like I, I I go to shows I find a great a kid I'm like oh man this would be a great great kid if I did this or this might this would be a great idea, and then you know six months later it's like yeah it was a great idea but I'm not really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, and you know so it just sits there and you know years later it's still sitting there and it's like you know I'm never going to build it and I get excited about something else and buy another kid, and, you know. Do you ever, so it's like that. Do you ever, they have to speak to me. <laughs> no, yeah. Do you ever trip out? Uh, you know, once in a while we'll see like a photo online or on Instagram that pops up, and someone's like stash, and it's like, let's just say like ten Cadillacs or twelve, and you're like, damn, and they're still like they're just not built, like they're just in boxes. You but, know, but it's like a flex, collect- like, <laughs> like yeah, collecting collecting models is a whole separate hobby. it is it's a a different hobby because i don't understand that at all like i don't even understand the idea of buying like someone recently i think it was dutch actually said that at at the show uh when i saw him at uh, the roaster show he uh he said you know people buy two kits you know and it's like you one to practice on and one to build or, or or one to build and one to save you know to to for collecting whatever and and i see people buy like multiples of, of kits all the time five six kits you look at someone's you know wall you know stash and you know like joel i get like he sells stuff right okay so he's, he's got stock that's all a stash but i see people who just like collect like six novas and and eight you know camaros and it's like why 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 can buy more than one you know like I don't want to build it over and over and over again. Like I'm, I build one and I'm, and I'm moving on. I, I totally don't get that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember a long time ago, uh, like when I started to just go to Hobby Lobby for the first time, I bought a 1965, uh, Chevy truck. And mm-hmm. before I even started building it, I was already like wanting to go back and buy another copy of it. And, <laughs> but I didn't, I wanted to, but I didn't. So I said to myself, let me build this one first. And then later, maybe I'll get it. So I started working on this one. And one of the things I found annoying was the hood. The hood was yeah. like, it was like four, um, 
it, yeah, it's it's all like four pieces that you have to glue together that yep. creates it. But I remember, um, you know, I glued everything. But when I started to sand part of the hood and the body, I ended up flattening one side and the other side still had its curves. So I, yeah. I messed that one up. But it was there were certain things that were, you know, kind of a, a headache. But in that time, I was kind of getting back into things again. So mm-hmm. I, I was just one of those things I, I told myself, good thing I did not buy that thing because I don't ever want to build that truck ever again. <laughs> like I'm over exactly. it, you know. I'm over it. Like, and I, and I still see that kid sometimes. And every time I see it, I think back to yep. that one kid. And I'm like, nope, I'm I'm never buy that kid. Oh, I know exactly what kid that is, and I'm with you, man. That hood is a pain. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and and you know, it's funny because like I've got I've got a fair amount of kids now, like a fair amount. I don't know. You know, Leo is very particular, very specific. So he counts all my all my kit boxes, and he's like, you've got like 50 boxes. I'm like. You know, but that's tanks, it's planes. You know, I've got like a, a two or three planes. I've got, you know, a handful of tanks and all this stuff. And to me, in my mind, I'm, I look at them, I'm like, okay, I, I've got like six projects I want to do. And the rest are just like, I could live without, you know? And it's because I'm just, it was like a good deal. Or, you know, like I go into Hobby Lobby now and literally I walk out without buying anything, right? Because they're, they're all really good deals, but I'm like, but I've got, I built that Camaro. I built that truck. I built this. I know that's a bad kid. I know, you know, like, I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm, I've become much more particular now. And so I'm, I'm much, much more interested in not having as many kids, uh, you know, not having a stash, yeah. you know, plus I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of space here. So, um, it's like pressure too. Like when, when you start stacking up on stuff and you're looking at it all the time, you're like, like, Dan, like, when am I going to get to that? It just, oh, yeah. it, you're, yeah. you're, you get overwhelmed. And I, I was like that back then. I, I was getting just addicted, buying a bunch of stuff. And I mean, I would mm. build stuff and work it. But then there was just so many other kids that I was like, man, if this kid's taking me six months to complete, like, I don't think I'm ever going to get through all these. So then once friends started to hit me up and be like, hey, um, do you have this one? Do you want to trade or would you sell it to me? Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe there was something I wanted that they had yeah. it and then we would just trade. I was like, cool, cool here, take three and just give me one of yours. And, yep. and it was just one of those things where it just started to feel better. Like I'm lessening that load of stuff. And yeah, now totally. like, you know, in my room, I tend to just try to keep like, like two or three that I'm like actively working on and mm-hmm. that and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm just going to focus on, on, on these and, and that'll be it. But the rest, you know, I'll just keep them in the garage and then once I'm like done, then I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna pull one of these out. Do you, um, yeah. when, when you're working on your builds, you know, and let's just say the ones that you don't finish and you kind of put them away and, mm-hmm. um, you wait, you know, time passes and you're working on other stuff. And when you finally come back to that, do you, how do you feel sometimes like when you get started on it again? Because now by that time, you've learned like more skills. How, what's like that feeling like? Yeah, you know, there, there are some, I have a couple of builds that I started a long time ago and, and stalled out, and um, I pulled them out recently, and I had no interest in even finishing them, because, like, the the path of the work that I had done, I thought I would have to redo, you know, like, I thought, oh, it's like, you know, like, I made these mistakes, and I didn't like the way I did this, or, you know, for me, it was just like, like, like you said, like, I've, I've gone, I've gotten maybe better or I've just gone and kind of my interest has changed a little bit. 
And I just like, ah, not interested in doing it anymore. You know, so I, I go, it's rare that I go back to a build and finish it. Like, I don't know that I've gone back to a build yet and finished it. There's one, like I was saying, it's, it's, it's like a thorn in my side. Um, the bare metal foil 49 Ford I'm doing, that I'm doing for a friend. And, and it's, it's been such a problem for me. It was uh, like, you know, it was one of those things like, Hey, you know, it, it's, it's stuff that I'm, I'm over my head, you know, doing this kind of body work. I'm over my head doing this stuff, but why not? I'll try it. And it just, it fought me and it fought me and it fought me. And it was one of the few kits that, I mean, I still haven't finished it. Don't get me wrong, but I got really close to finishing it. And then I was rushing to finish it before SEMA because he showed the car at SEMA. You know, I'm building a replica of his car. Is it the, and, uh, the, that ma- Maniac's garage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a killer, that's a killer build. No, it and, is. And the, you know, the model was like a, a, a cool thing. And, and, and the goal was to have the model with the car at SEMA. And the last, like that last week, I got super motivated. I'm like, I'm going to finish this thing because I was close. And so I started and, and it just like, I was rushing to get it done and I just making mistakes. And, you know, like I put a fingerprint in paint. It's like, oh, I got to paint that again. I was like, I do this. And, you know, I was working with the, with the AK Extreme Metal for the first time. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a little more sensitive than I'm used to. And it just like everything. And and it's funny because it's like, I didn't make it and I apologized to him. I was like, I, I'm not going to have it for you. And it's still there. And literally, like last week, you know, like like last few weeks, I've gotten this like energy to build again. And I and I and I'm like I'm gonna finish all the stuff that I that I promised to people. All the stuff, two projects I promised to people. And I finished one. I got got it to a friend of mine. And I'm like, I'm gonna pull that one out again. And I'll tell you, there's something about that build that is just it's like it's a it's got bad energy or something. I don't know. It's like I pull it out and I start to 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 work on it again. And immediately I like spill my my cement on my table, you know, and I do something and like it's something else. Like it's just like, oh my God, like this thing is fighting me and every like everything about this thing is like so hard. You know? So I will finish that one eventually. Um, because I promised it to him, but uh but that's why I don't like doing commission builds too. Like I, I could never, I could never do this for money. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes the, the fun out of it. And there's definitely totally. a, lot, a lot of pressure. I, um, I, totally. I, my, my friend, well, Dennis uh, Matthews, I, he, there, there's like a 1960 Impala he's been working on for a, for a while. And uh, mm-hmm. he was supposed to have that done. He told me like last year for the Atlanta, the Acme show. Uh-huh. And he was just working it, working it, and he would text me like every so often, "Man, this thing sucks. It's fighting me. You know, I don't know what's going on with this car. Like nothing fits anymore. Before everything fit, now nothing fits." And oh, and then he was trying to, you know, get it. He gave it another chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's up for, for um, the NNL West. And then mm-hmm. nothing. He said, "Man, this car just keeps fighting me. I'm done." I'm like, "Dude, just put it away, dude." It's Give it away to someone yeah. like it's it's a done done deal, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, man, that car is cursed or something. I don't know, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly, and and you know, it, it, with the main garage build, you know, because I promised it to a friend, I'm gonna finish it. But if it were my own build, I would have boxed that thing up and tossed it by now. You know, like I would just like I don't, I don't want to see this thing again, kind of thing. It's such a such a such a sore spot for me. Um, just. You know, because I, I've managed to finish pretty much every build. Um, you know, there's some builds that I that I almost finished and I kind of lost interest in because they were just kind of 
there's nothing, no story behind them, no specialness to it. Um, and they're fine, and they're you know they're they're finished enough maybe to show. Um, although there there's stuff that I wouldn't even bother bringing to a show. Um, you know, so I and that's like more recently I don't even want to start a project unless I'm super excited about it. You know, like I I don't I don't I've got a I've got a lot of hobbies, so I don't need this one hobby to like clear my mind, you know, and relax. I've got other things I can do. And so for me, like if this isn't if this isn't bringing me happiness, you know, if this isn't relaxing me, if I'm not enjoying it, I just don't do it. I like I I stay away from the bench. And and because you know, like I've got to listen to my head. And then that's how that's how like a lot of last year was, you know, like I just wasn't into into it, you know. And there were times when um there were some builds I did because you know, Leo very very observant would you know kind of saw that i wasn't building and he you know kind of missed building next to me right like hanging out with me and so he would challenge me to all these like you know weekend builds let's do you know let's spin out your stash dad let's do a weekend build or a week long weekday build dang the wheel the wheels turned like yeah think think about it you know like you were trying to you were getting them into it when they were younger and they're playing the games and i was like all right dad (laughs) right let's get you back into it how can you say no, right? Your kid wants to hang out with you. I'm like, all right, I'll do, let's do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, I, to be honest, some of the some of the best builds came from those times, like like that um, the burned and burned out Oldsmobile I did. That was a weekend build. I built that in two days, you know, and with a ton of scratch building, and it was like that was awesome, you know, and because he just got me excited about spending time with him, mm-hmm. right? And I and I didn't there was nothing precious about the model. So I thought I'll try this new thing. And, you know, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, I'd gotten the kit of, you know, I, one of the kits I'd had for a long time and it's like, you know, whatever. And so it's like nothing to lose. Right. Um, and when your kid wants to hang out with you, you hang out with them. <laughs> That's the bottom line. No. Yeah. And in all those builds that you guys have done, um, how do you guys preserve them? Like do you guys or just put them in the box or you guys actually display them somewhere. No, you know, we just, we stack them on top of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing special. We get, we get these, um, you know, the, the really cheap, basic, um, I think they're AMT, the little display cases. Oh yeah. Yeah. The cases right on. Yeah. And you know, th- there are, you know, most of them are like, uh, I don't want them to get dusty. So yeah. I, I get, the, I buy those cases and I just stack those cases on top of each other. Um, some of my builds haven't fit in those cases, like that camper, the, the truck with the camper back. Um, you know, so I'd have a, uh, I had a case made for it. Um, there were a couple builds where that didn't fit in cases, but, and then there are some builds, you know, like those builds that are just like, yeah, whatever, you know, not, nothing special. They just sit on top of the cases or on shelves, not, no special display or anything. Leo's got them, got his on, on, you know, all just kind of lined up on his, on his, uh, shelf, you know, just there's a couple of them are in cases. Most of them are just sitting out. And yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have any display cases or anything special. There's no room for them. There's no, you know, it's like once they're, once they're done, you know, we try to preserve them so that, so we don't have to do too much cleanup when we take them to shows. Yeah. That's about it. And then once, I don't know, once, once you show them, you know, for about a year, well, you know, back when the shows are pretty regular, regular, you know, 
like I'd never take the same car to to a show twice. Nice. You just re- retire it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I've had people, you know, I've had a bunch of people like contact me wanting to buy some of my builds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, you know, call me in a, call me in a year. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want it for the year and then I'm done with it. And then, you know, then I, I might keep it. I, I might not, you know, there are some instances where I might show it again. Like, um, you know, like Grand National would have been a show. Normally I would have brought a bunch of stuff because like, well, I've never shown any of my stuff there. So I can bring a few of my old ones and a few of my new ones. And, you know, it'll be a little more than usual. Um, I think I did that when I went to, um, to nationals, you know, I was like, well, nothing, none, none of this stuff has seen, has seen a national show. So I brought, you know, all my good stuff and, uh, you know, from, from the various years, that was cool. And, yeah. um, I, I like those know, photos, that, I don't keep them. those photos you posted the, with everybody, like those group shots with, you know, with like a few people <laughs> or so those were cool. I mean, you don't really get to see that a lot. That's why. <laughs> You know what? I, I have my wife did credit for that because she was like, "You always take photos of the cars. Why don't you take photos of people?" Oh, like, right. <laughs> so cool. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm like, you know, that's a good idea. That's you know, and it's true because like, you know, we all know a ton of people on Instagram, and like, I, I, we, we would be standing right next to them, we wouldn't even know it at a show. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome, you know. I, and I try to make a point to tag them, and you know, there weren't a lot of people um, at the show. Um, I mean, there are more people than I, than I photographed, but there, you know, these are those people I knew mm-hmm. and, you know, but I, that's, that's my intention now is I want to go and I want to take photos with everybody. And, you know, so that there's photos of the people as well as the, the cars, you know? Yeah. So I think that's an important part of it. Some documentation right there. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I yeah. saw, uh, you met up with the Wes on there. I was yeah. like, oh man, yeah. that's dope. You know? Cause I mean, I knew yeah. he was going to be in town. And uh, he always goes he goes to that show, but that was pretty dope that you got to uh, see him there and take a photo with them and like hang out. Yeah, yeah, I got to hang out with him, and it was funny because I was like, I looked at West, and he's like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you're not from around here. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? You know, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, wow, this is cool. You know, it's it's always great to like to connect with people. You know, because I've seen you know, there's a ton of people that I, I respect. Um, as builders and you know just to hang out and talk with them is so awesome um you know there's one guy he wasn't at this show but there's one guy who builds who's amazing and um oh shit what's his name? i don't want to say his name because i'll get it wrong because I'm, I'm not i can't remember his name exactly but he he hand pinstripes like a couple of the cars that i photographed from, from the, the rosa show a couple of the cadillacs had hand pinstriping on them scale pinstriping right and i've seen him do it in person and i was like wow like that's amazing like that guy like if i if i come across the show with him again i'm like i gotta take a photo with you you know like yeah. like celebrity to me that's cool it's like you know it's it's so great and we don't see enough photos of um you know the builders you know hanging out and that's why nnl west the last one that that happened um you know i missed it it would have been my first time i've never gone and, and, you know, I was bummed because I saw the photos of like the pizza party and like everyone hanging out. And I thought, man, that'd be great to like meet all these people that came so far away that I know through Instagram, um, you know, who are great builders. It would have been great to hang out with them. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything for granted now in terms of like the people at the shows. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it, it's always fun. Like um, sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes people go to events or they get together, but they're not really 
like step taking a step back to really analyze and see like what's going on like yo like this is what brought us all here and next mm-hmm. year we might not even be here uh, collectively like we might be busy or something might be going on but right now that we're here mm-hmm. it's kind of cool like you know let's embrace what what's going on right now with uh totally. you know with the cars and just ask those questions or or just you know hang out for the most part yeah oh yeah no you know it's I mean, it's it's a cliche to say life's too short, but you know when you've had, you know, and when you get to a certain age, you 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 have you, your list of friends that that have passed away grows, you know. And I've had a fair few of, of my friends die through through um, accidents or um, or you know just age related stuff. But it's like I I don't take a lot of this stuff for granted anymore, you know. Like just the time, like for me, you know, the time spent going to shows with my son and hanging out and meeting people and, you know, like connecting and just talking with people is, is to me, that's the best part. I mean, that's, that's the reason to go to the show, not, not to get, you know, some, some plaque that's going to sit on your shelf. I mean, that's, you know, I don't, I don't build for the shows. I build for me. I don't build to win. Um, And I, and I only go to the shows that I'll, I'll tell you. I only go to the shows and I only started going to shows and showing my stuff just to model good behavior to my kids. Right. Cause I figured I wasn't going to win. I was right. Most of the time. And, and you know, how do you, how do you be gracious about that? Right. How do you show, you know, when you're, when you're hanging out with your buddy and he wins and you don't get anything right like you're happy for them and you want i wanted my kids to see that yeah you know you know good sportsmanship that kind of stuff you know like i want to live a life of example and so that's when you know because i was going to take my kids because the whole thing started with my kids you know oh my god your kids built so great you know they should go to to these contests i'm like okay i'll take them to the contest and they were like well why aren't you bringing your models yeah i'm like you know in my head i'm like because my models are shit (laughs) right but i'm like well, okay, I'll bring them, you know, why not put them on the table? And of course they, you know, back then they were, they were really crappy models and, you know, it's just, that's just, it's like, yep, I'm proud of what I did and, you know, it's nothing special, but you got to be gracious in losing and you got to be happy for people when they win, especially if you know them and your friends, you know, and, and that's really the reason I started going to shows, you know, to, to get my kids to the shows. And, you know, I mean, it's changed now. Now it's now it's really to go for me, for my friends, you know, to hang out with buddies and, and see the builds and talk about, you know, the latest stuff that everyone's 3D printing or what, what everyone's working on or ask questions like, hey, I saw you were working on this thing. How did you do that? You know, you know, you're asking me about weathering. Like, you know, you want, you know, after after this, this hour long thing is done, I, you know, I'll give you a video and, and we'll do a live video and I'll show you how I do it, you know. I'm not, there are no secrets here. It's, no, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I like what you said about, you know, the reason why you're going to the shows, setting that example for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever really heard anybody ever say anything like that, but it, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. And it's also something now that it's like, you just pop that into my head now that, you know, I, like I have a young daughter and, you know, mm-hmm. my job is going to be to raise her. And at the same time, you know, um, I'm always thinking about, you know, I want to set a good example and, 
and that right there, that that's a pretty cool thing uh, to show because, I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, it's a show, and you know, s some people do it for competition, others do it just to, to you know, they just want to uh, make an appearance and just chill. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, as far as like the camaraderie or, or just the reactions, you know, like when you don't win, and you know, some people do get upset. And not everyone takes it lightly, you know. And then there's yeah. a, there's others that are like pretty chill about it, you know. The the one sport that I would say that I notice is very very supportive of it, whether it's competition or even just leisure, like just mm -hmm. are are the skaters. Because I remember back then when I used to go with friends and like we would skateboard, mm -hmm. we all were it was like six or ten of us. We were all learning at the same time. Like we wanted to mm -hmm. learn how to ollie, how to do 180 and all the, all the basic tricks. But there was always some of us, I mean, some of them that were very more advanced, like they were catching it quick. And mm -hmm. I was like, dang, I can't even ollie yet. You know, it's taking me longer. Mm -hmm. But whenever we would be at a spot and you saw a friend like jump off a flight of stairs and they'd mm -hmm. land, you'd be like, dang, you know, you would, you would pump them up and it was just like, cool, you know? And, totally. and then it, but it was different because right there, you know, man, I can't even do that. I'm scared to do that. You know, it was like, a, like a fear, <laughs> but then eventually you finally learn how to like Ollie, how to jump, how to, how to land. Yeah. And then now it's your turn and you just do it. And then that feeling you get when everyone's cheering you on that you did it. Um, or even if you fall, they're still like, Oh, you're good. You're good. You know, <laughs> shake it off. Like next time, we'll do yeah. it next time. But you start to feel that support, like, all right, you know. Um, yeah. And I notice that sometimes when I see, like, even on YouTube, like, competition videos or just people doing stuff, there's mm -hmm. always, like, people just going crazy or they're even tossing their boards in the air or slamming them on the ground. They're, they're, just, ex they're just happy and ecstatic for the yeah. individual who, who either won or busted that trick. Right. Yeah. That, that's, you know, it's so great to see that. Um, that kind of support is so important and that's what gets people motivated to, you know, to push it even further, you know, to try it even more, to try a, a crazier trick to, you know, and also to pass it on to somebody else, you know, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like in, in, in modeling, like if most people, if I've asked like, how did, how did you do that? They'll tell me, you know, and I've heard stories in, I've only come across this actually once, but but I've heard stories of people being very secretive about like how they do things or what they do. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Like if you <laughs> if you and I are doing something, <laughs> yeah. you know, and 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 I'm not getting it, and you help me by me and you make me better, I'm gonna make you better because you're gonna push yourself to to be as good as I get if you help me get better. You know, like eventually we both raise each other up. Yeah. And so it's like there's you have nothing to lose by helping people. Yeah, I, I think that's like one of the best gifts you could give someone is information. You yeah, know, totally. it's 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 a big one right there. I feel like if there's someone who is like struggling or they want to just learn something, they want to learn what's the myth behind this thing and you tell them what it is and they go out and they do it. They're going to be like so grateful and remember you. And and then one day it might it might turn around, you know, they might be teaching you something now that they pick yeah. up on. And, um, but yeah, it, it's, um, 
it's a trip. I've heard I've heard stories like that as well. You know that you know see, it's like certain things are very secretive and whatnot <laughs> and, and taboo. Don't talk about it. Don't or a if you're gonna say it, you gotta ask permission. Wait, what? What? Like oh, it's kind of crazy. You know. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and, but now I, I feel like now you know everybody isn't really looking at it as like you know I want to be on on top all the time. They're looking at it more as you know uh, this is a community. Let's share the information. It's more like everybody who's sharing information is just elevating the the model building community to that next level. Like and it's and it's evolving more. Um, yeah. And I and I feel that's why we see a lot of um, evolution and promise with like 3D printing. Right. You know, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some people that don't even are probably buying a computer for the first time or something. You know, they don't even care about computers or laptops. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, I want to learn this, you know, and and I bet you just asking and, and stuff or researching and they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're doing it. Yeah, they're figuring out for themselves, and it's it's awesome, and it's and you know it's, they're not doing it for the first time either. There's someone else who's already printed. Someone else will help them pick a printer, pick a program. You know, I mean, they got to do the work. You know, ultimately, I can tell you how to weather, but unless you, you know, start picking up some hairspray and and some spare bodies and start practicing, you know, it's not going to happen for you, right? So you know, you've always got to put in the work, but. You know, everything's in my in my book. Everything's already been done. You know, there's not there's really not something that is so uniquely new being created. So, like, I'm not making any of this up. You know, I'm just taking information that I got from other people. And so, if someone asks me how to do it because they're getting started or or they've never done some technique or some some kind of build, and they ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to like help them. You know, if it's if it's about like the competition at a show, you know, well, if if everyone's builds are elevated and get better, then you got to challenge yourself and get better, too. And so, like, they all get better. Right. Like if you're holding withholding information because you don't want them to be better than you. That's like, I mean, to me, that, that whole thing is just absurd. You know, like yeah. and, and I've you know, and the, the car, I see it. I see it more in, in the military stuff, right? They're very secretive about how they do things. It's, it's, they're a little crazy. Um, and I, and I say that being, you know, I build armor, so I could say that. Um, but the, the, the car community, super helpful. Like there, there isn't one person I've met, um, you know, they're, they're like multinational winners that I've asked questions to. And, and they're like, yeah, this is how I did it. And then I did this and I did that. You know, like they're not gonna they're not gonna do it for me. Like I got to go out and buy the stuff and then and then practice and figure it out. And you know, I probably won't do it nearly as good as them at the beginning. You know, maybe never, but at least I know how to do it now, and I'm gonna keep doing it. It's gonna make my builds better. And then someone will ask me about it, and I'll tell them how to do it. You know, and it's like it's just it's it's being a good person. Ultimately, it doesn't take any more energy to be nasty as it does to be good. You know. Yeah. So, and the, bottom line. And, and the um like all the shows that you attended the ipms that happens to be like you know one of the ones where everybody from what i've heard brings like their a game right that's like yeah it's like um is it no 
which one was it? Was it last year the one in Vegas? I heard there was one. It was, they were saying it was like the Super Bowl or something like that. Like, yeah, like that was IPMS. That was Nationals. There you go, the and Nationals. Yeah, yeah, Nationals. And, you know, there are people who take it very, very seriously. And, you know, good for them. You know, it, it, it's something that, that it, it's really important to them. They've worked really hard on it. You know, and ultimately how they how they handle success if they win or failure if they lose you know um it it really comes down to character right what what kind of character do you have what you know what values do you hold and ultimately you know if you're a good person then you can take that and be humble and and be happy for who won you know be critical of yourself you know instead of saying well i should have won it's like well why didn't i win you know and and I've gone up to judges before and I've asked, I'm like, hey, you know, can you give me some feedback on my builds? You know, not like, why didn't I win? But I'm like, you know, hey, I want to get better. And, you know, it's like, what what did you see in my build that that um, you thought I could be better at? And I've had people tell me, I had one guy, I had one guy tell me, you know, a, a really basic, simple thing that I totally overlooked. And I was like, you know, if you would have done that, you would have won first in your class. But because of that, you know, all these other ones beat you and you didn't place at all. And it was that one thing. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, you know. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Those things. Yeah. <laughs> one time, uh, something like that happened to me um, at the Roadster show. Maybe mm. I don't know. Maybe two years back. And um, I remember, um, I took um, my wagon, the Hudson Hornet wagon, uh-huh. and um, I remember, you know, the everything was done, and you know, everyone's putting the stuff away. And I've never, I've always heard of people like to ask judges, like, you know, why didn't I win? Or, or what do you recommend? Or, you know, just certain things. And honestly, that that's a, a good thing to do because there is going to be uh, some things pointed out that maybe, you know, we're not looking at. And, mm-hmm. and I remember, um, you know, at the end, I was packing stuff up and I had a conversation with Art Lasky and he told me, he's like, hey, um, you know, on your build, um, you know, you could have placed, but you like you didn't because like this thing right here is what what affected you. And when I and when I looked at it, I never like paid attention to that. And he was so right. Mm-hmm. So the the back uh, glass, the or the window, there's like a latch where it lifts up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what happened was, I put the uh, the the glue around the the window, oh, and yeah. and I I just I put a little too much. Where it wasn't mm-hmm. very, it wasn't uniformed at all. So it was like, I, I think when I was putting on the glue, I was just looking at it from the inside, the piece, and I put the glue mm-hmm. in. And then, and then in my mind, I was like, well, it's going to dry clear and you're, you're not even going to see it. But then mm-hmm. once everything was done and dry and I, and I put it in, you know, once you start looking at the detail on, on like on that area where there could be some trim. Yeah. Like, and I was thinking, man, I should have put some chrome trim or something that would have covered it. And, and I didn't. And I, and I'm, and like, the more I stared at it, the more I was like, Ooh, that does look nasty. Like, I don't even like, (laughs) I don't even like the way that looks like, I don't even want to look at it. So (laughs) I ended up like not looking at the back part for a long time because I wasn't in the mood to really like go in there again, you know, cause once you have a build that's done, it's done, you know? And yeah. Oh, yeah. I just didn't have yeah. that energy again to like revisit it because then I'm thinking, all right, something else is going to happen. You know, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. drop the kit or something doesn't spill on it or I'm gonna scratch something. So it's yeah. it's still the same. I haven't even messed with it. But yeah. when I do look at it, that is something that just sticks out to me all the time now. And exactly. um but I'm glad that he told me because that made me more aware and cautious of future builds that came after that. Whenever yeah, totally. I'm gluing um the glue to, to make sure I hide it. <laughs> And if I do put it on, make sure to uniform it. And because on that one, everything else looks fine. It's just that back window that I'm like, damn, yeah. messed up. And, and and I bet it's the kind of thing that, you know, to to the average person, you know, if we're all looking at, at builds, it's like, oh, my God, it's so cool. It's so great. But, you know, to a judge's eye, it's like they have to get that critical of like the smallest things. You know, I I I learned the most when I volunteered to judge uh, um, at an event and, you know, they obviously you don't need experience. I've, you know, I never, I'd never done before, but they pair you with an experienced judge so that the, you know, two eyes look at it and they tell you kind of what to look for and things like that. And it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I used to always think like, Oh, the, the, the crazier, the build, the more scratch building, all this stuff like, like that would make it, you know, better or you know more competitive and it's not really like you know a, a really basic build that's built really well right the craftsmanship of the build is really well done will win over something that's crazy scratch built but that is not as well crafted you know and the the thing though is that once you get to a very high level of building then you start to kind of look at every little detail and it's like okay well these two are built to a very high level both of them fairly equally but this one has a ton of scratch built stuff that also is built at a high level you know so all of a sudden like well then now it, it kind of weighed, weighs in your advantage if you did the scratch building but it was really interesting to judge and to you know to to look how a judge looks at a build and and that kind of opened my eyes because it's like wow i've been like doing all this grass building and all this crazy stuff and i've really you know at the time i was like i've really neglected some of the basics of like building you know like the first thing to look at with cars like are all the wheels straight or do all the wheels touch the ground and you'd be surprised like how many builds like miss that one little thing and like they're immediately like all right moving on you know and so it was really interesting and and it's funny story um when I when I did judge this, I was judging this um, the time that I that I helped judge. Uh, I was doing a, a category that I don't enter in because that's taboo. Um, and so I was doing competition cars, and art, you know, entered uh, something in there. And there were a lot of really good builds, but we were focusing. We ended up kind of eliminating, like a lot of judges do. We were able to eliminate a lot of them right away for one mistake or another. You know, it's really minor stuff. And um, and it came down to the wiring, and, it, and he came up to me afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, I saw you guys, you know, really spent a lot of time looking at the cars, um, you know." And so he wanted some feedback because he had, he had um, you know he thought like you know and legitimate, you know, his car was a contender for first place. And he's like, "You know, what what could I've done better? And you know, where where did you see any um, you know any de any um, deficiencies?" And I said, "Well." You know, ultimately, it wasn't it wasn't that he had done anything wrong. And that's why it took us so long. You know, the cars were paired up really, really well. And it was it was the, the smallest of things, 
you know, that, that, um, and I explained it all to him, like, you know, our thought process. And he was like, yeah, no, that's really, really thoughtful. And I appreciate the feedback. And, you know, and I'm sure, you know, the next time around, he did something different to make it a little better, you know? And, and so, you know, judging, if you ever, you know, if anyone ever gets the opportunity to volunteer to judge, that's an eye opener, you know, in terms of like how, how judges look at cars, which is, which is, which is totally different than, than how you and I might look at a, at a build, you know? Um, it's, it's, it was really, it was really eye opening. It, it was such a great experience to do that. So, if, you know, if anyone ever gets an opportunity to do that, definitely take them up on it because it's so great to, to be part of that process. Yeah, that, that definitely does make a lot of sense. Like I could see that, how that could be an eye opener because, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I've never judged, but it's kind of easy to be like, you know, oh, oh, he's going to win for sure because he always wins or mm-hmm. oh, he, he's going to win because, you know, he, he always brings like good builds or whatever. But, you know, there, there's just a lot to it. And then who you're going up against, like who's in that category? You know, yeah. there's always something different, something new every yeah. year or every show. And, and, you know, it's you can't put too much weight into whether you win or not, because it, a lot of it also depends on who shows up that day you know, True. And, and what, and what they bring, you know, it's like, you might go to one show and you might do really well and you might take the same exact cars to another show and not even get close. And it just depends on, you know, how good yours is versus how good everyone else's is that brought their stuff. It's like, you know, ultimately it's like who makes the least amount of mistakes, you know, who took the most care and, and they, you know, and at the level we build at, most of the people we know, most of the people that, that we follow, you know, like we're, we're not amateurs at this, you know, we're not some, some, um, you know, just like, uh, like I was, you know, a few years ago, just uh, throwing paint down and, and gluing glue bumps together. Like all of us are, are good builders. And so you go to the show and you all have good builds. So it comes down to really, really tiny stuff that they have to compare, you know, it's, it's not, there aren't, you know, they eliminate the, the few cars that have like big mistakes, but it gets down to like really, really like they, they really get into every single detail of like how they did this, how did they did that? How, you know, how is this paint? And they look for imperfections in the paint and then both cars might have perfect paint. Then they look for imperfections and, you know, like it's, it's crazy to be able to, to take, you know, 10 spectacular builds and say that, three are the best three you know so they they really have to have to split hairs on a lot of stuff and it's just it's really i mean i i I love that aspect of it just because it makes me a better builder you know like like even if i end up never showing a a a kit you know a, a car that i build like i know that i built it well you know like it's it's like putting detail in that you never see right it's like i know i know i did this i know i did that um so i just have a good time with it yeah yeah that's pretty cool and um and for this year 2022 what are your uh your goals for this year Oof. Uh, well i'd like to build more than i built last year which is very very little but i think there's a couple of things one is i want to push myself to to build 
um, to add as much detail as I possibly can, because that's that's making it interesting for me right now. Is like how can I like like the the service truck and all the all the engine bay wiring. I, you know, like this this uh, this one I'm going to start um, soon. This S10. I'm I'm planning to do like a whole engine wiring loom, like Man, the whole, the car loom, like that engine. I'm know, like tripping out on the wires. I'm like, okay, there's, but they're all different sizes and colors, yeah. and I'm just like, what the heck's like a real thing? And and, I, and I'm looking at real photos, going, okay, that goes there, that goes there, that goes there. This is the back of line. So this, like, you know, like, and I'm I'm mimicking it all. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing I want to do is um, is connect more with the people the you know all the builders and really you know it goes back to taking photographs with them instead of the photographs of the cars you know it's i just want to connect with the people more so that's those are my two goals for my model related goals for the year i think oh that's cool i like that that's awesome and um mm-hmm. before we wrap up this episode is there anybody um out there you want to shout out oh, so many people i knew you were going to ask me this <laughs> <laughs> you know I I'd hate to call out anybody in particular. There's so many people that help me and that inspire me that I see do work. You know, there are people that do great work that inspire me. There are people that, that are learning to do good work that inspire me by trying to do good work. And there's so many people that I, I, I'd hate to start naming names because then there's, there's, I feel bad for like, not for like missing somebody. But right on. But the community okay. overall. The community. Right yeah, on. for sure. For sure. No, Too many people. That's good. Cool. Well, um, it, it was a it was fun having you on and a pleasure. It was great speaking with you. I look forward to seeing you at a future show. Hopefully the the Model Fest. Uh yeah, that'll be uh, February twenty seventh. And also I also wanna um you know mention about Art Lasky's show. Uh, that he has posted a date, the SoCal Open that he has set up for May 1st, uh, 2022 on a Sunday. So we're going to um, keep, you know, letting everybody know, promoting that. And uh, I hope everything, you know, falls through with all these shows. You know, hopefully. Yeah, I hope, hope they all come through and, and, and don't postpone. Our show is great. It's Dude, it's so shows. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite ones, too. Right it's there. Awesome. That's cool. It's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure for me too, and an honor. I feel uh, it's been great talking with you. I yeah. No, thank you. So this was episode number one fifty. Thank you everybody for listening with my guest Pablo on Instagram. Check him out. He's one to one scale Pablo. So I'll go ahead and also post you know the links on the description, on the show notes, and on the Instagram. So everybody, uh, thank you for listening and take care. And you as well, Pablo. Take care. We'll talk soon. Take care. You too, man. Take thank care. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Bye.